Hey guys, welcome to the Hero Podcast, where we help those who identify as women get back to their confident, sexy, and empowered self after a breakup. The path to breakup recovery can be a torturous and lonely journey, especially if you don't know why you feel the way you do, or you just don't know how to bloody fix it. Empowering yourself with knowledge, building confidence, and embracing camaraderie is the way to go about it. And that is just what the Hero Podcast is all about. Whether you've just got out of a relationship or the bonds of the past are still holding you back today, you're sure to pick up snacks or even whole meals of actionable advice when you listen in. So let's jump on in. Today we're taking an in-depth look at shame and negative programming that can derive from trauma, just like a breakup, bad relationships and other events in our lives. We'll see how to identify it, how to break those cycles of shame and fear around relationships, and how to begin reprogramming ourselves to attract abundant and joy-filled relationships and experiences to our lives. Before we begin, remember to follow the Hero Podcast on Spotify. And if you are keen to join our community of like-minded boss women, you can download our new Hero Breakup Recovery app, that's H-E-R dot zero, for free on Google Play or the App Store. Today we are talking to Sahara Lee, aka the Alchemist of the Soul. Sahara teaches folks how to use the everyday, mundane aspects of their lives and selves to create their most magical lives possible. Using Ayurveda, energy work, movement and plant medicine, Sahara shows you how everything you touch is a tool that moves you closer to, or further from, your authentic self. You can build your dream reality if you know how to use the tools of your life. So let's get into it. I would like to welcome our integrated wellness specialist and alchemist of the soul, Sahara Lee. Welcome to the podcast and thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, and you are coming all the way from New York, is that right? From New York, from the mountains of upstate New York. Oh, that's so fancy. I've only seen it from, <laughs> from the movies, but I hear it's glorious up there. Um, but thank yeah. you for taking the time to come and talk to us today. I'm really excited about this this topic. It's um, I think it's something that everyone suffers with in some way, but doesn't necessarily realize it so I think this is a really good um, topic to delve into the idea of shame and and negative programming and and, um, how it affects our lives so but first of all can you please tell us um, why you started your business I feel like my business started me (laughs) (laughs) it's just some kind of something um, yeah that I've always done whether, it, whether I was making money or not. So as a kid, I was kind of my parents' therapist. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just, I've always had this ability to really see things from a different perspective. And um, it's a beautiful gift and also a big pain in the ass because <laughs> I tend to give people, I tend to give people way too many chances because I can see all the good in them. So yeah, yeah. as a kid, I was always like, interfering in my parents marriage because I was like why are you guys fighting like it's just a miscommunication like I can hear what you're saying and I can hear what you're saying you just can't hear what each other is saying (laughs) yeah 
you could say so that I would like quickly yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was like this five-year-old was like no but what he means is and no oh but what gosh. she means is yeah there's so, Facebook videos something... about people like you this is that's good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's something I always did and and in the same way I can look at someone's body and yeah. see what's going and maybe it's just I was an only child so I had a lot of time on my hands yeah. and love that. watching I love to people watch yes <laughs> it's great um so I watched a lot of people and I listened and I was the type of kid that I was really well behaved so my parents took me everywhere with them okay so it was like me coloring listening to adult conversations right yeah and li- and hearing all these nuances and then being able to look at people's bodies and be like oh they're off there and they're off there and they're off there so like my massage clients get on my table and it's kind of like I just look at their body and I'm like all right let's just it's like a Rubik's cube I literally just kind of stand there and stare at them for a few minutes and then I'm like (laughs) all right let's fix this rotate and it's the same way energetically when I'm working with people energetically yeah um yeah and I'm a nurturer like my love language is like acts of service so for me, I love to take care of people. I love to help people heal. I love to cook for people. So like I've, I give so many different facets to my business. <laughs> like I've been a private chef and um, it's kind of everywhere I go because I've moved around a lot and I've traveled for lengthy periods of time all over the world. And I just use my skill set. like who, I essentially use who I am. Yeah. To do whatever I need to do. So, you know, it, whether it's teaching massage, giving massage, doing energy work, um, cooking, you know, cooking for weddings, um, teaching people how to cook. Wow. All sorts of stuff. Um, sailing boats, <laughs> like delivering <laughs> boats. Like I just, for me, my, I don't know. I oftentimes don't even think I run a business or own a business because it's just me. I'm just yeah. doing me. I'm doing what I love to do. Um, I'm communicating with people and I'm offering whatever knowledge that I have to whoever wants that knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I love that, like using your different skills and modalities and and all parts of your life to, you know, like, like I suppose a lot of women, we're nurturers and we we care for people and then just, you know, with your special skills, being able to actually identify in people, okay, this this is what you need. All right. So cooking is is not exactly part of my massage business, but let's let's do it. You know, if that's what you need, oh, yeah. that's what we do. That's really yeah. cool. Um, it's, it's a nightmare for marketing people. When, <laughs> when somebody tries to come in and says, well, how can I help you with your business? And they're just like, I need you to pick something. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I refuse to pick something because everybody that comes to me needs more than, nobody's going to get healed by just a massage. Nobody's going to get healed by just food. Like, it's a complete lifestyle change. So I love to do like full spa days. Like yeah. people come in and they, you know, like they filled out their Ayurvedic paperwork and we talk about their body and we talk about yeah. self-care. We get them in the massage table for two hours. They go outside in the screened in porch. I cook them lunch. They eat, they hang out. I put them back on the massage table. We do a bunch of massage stuff. I finish with some physical therapy. Boom. Like wow. that's a fucking day for me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's get this shit done i just i love reworking people and i hate when they're like no you need to pick a niche and i'm like no 
I will not be boxed in. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work like that. I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> I love that. My God, I'm booking a flight to New York, by the way. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Come on over. Oh, that's fantastic. And and so in terms of um, like who you work with, I suppose we touched a little bit in, in, in why, but who do you work with and, and how specifically if you can narrow it down in any possible way <laughs> like if someone was to come um, from from listening to us and coming to see you what could they expect they could expect the unexpected okay yeah <laughs> um yeah I, mean, I work with plenty of people online i do full ayurvedic programs online wow. with people that I mean and this is something i've done for years but there's been so much resistance because people feel like, don't you need to see me in person? And I'm like, I'm reading your face. I'm listening to you, the nuances of your voice. Yeah. I'm watching your eye language, your body language. Wow. Um, I, I'm doing a, a like, you know, there's so many things that tell me about the things going on yeah. with people, where they're lying to themselves. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, something as simple as like, so, you know, do you eat a lot of sugar? their reaction that is unconscious i can see and i'm looking for those things so i that they covid's been so such a blessing in that way because now people are like oh we, we can do everything online i'm like i can absolutely do physical therapy with you yeah. via zoom or skype or <laughs> facetime whatever yeah. um people can definitely expect to not just get what they come for okay yeah so i always say like it doesn't matter what you pick because people are like it's kind of overwhelming i look at your website and i'm like i kind of want to do everything and i don't know where to start and i'm like just start with a consultation with me like it like what you need will filter itself out yes. so people get on my massage table you can be damn sure when they get off my massage table i'm giving them exercises to do yes. on their way home um i'm probably picking something that they need or need to stay away from in their diet yeah um they might be getting a meditation or some type of mental help like tool or a spiritual yeah. tool or a breath tool. like you're never just going to get one thing with me I am going to Rubik's Cube the hell out of you <laughs> <laughs> what I love about what you do is is like you know we as animals as beings in this particular universe we we have an energy and a la our bodies give off a language, you know, and it's a language mm. that we don't necessarily understand. Um, however, we can bring this body to you to actually who who understands that language and can interpret it. So sometimes it's it's never just about, uh, you know, oh, I definitely need a massage. I definitely need this kind of treatment. Like you don't know. So this is where you bring that body and you, you you take it to an interpreter like yourself who can actually explain, okay, this is what your body is telling me. This is what, you know, the language it's saying. So this is what it's telling me you need. Um, and I, I really love that you, you know, embrace that kind of approach because so many people when you, um, a lot of healers, when you go to them, they'll say, okay, what exactly do you need? And, and often when we're in that place that we need to, we don't know. <laughs> that's why i'm paying you you tell me what i yeah. need if i knew what i needed i wouldn't be here yeah you know? yeah i'm here fix me <laughs> yeah. yeah and i really just create this container for people to be able to essentially fix themselves yeah. and i i like to think of myself as a mirror or even like a highlighter yeah. where i'm i'm reading your book yeah yeah and there's there's pieces that you are you're reading the same book but there's pieces that you're not seeing because we have 
um, limiting beliefs. We have prejudices. We've got, you know, yes. denial, just straight up like, no, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> like, I'm not on fire. <laughs> I'm smoking. Um, yeah. And, and it's my job just to highlight it and, and soothe your soul to a place where you can receive that information. Yeah. And we're multidimensional creatures. How are we, how do we think that there's going to be one thing that's going to help every, I mean, wa- drink more water. That's one thing that's going to help everybody drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that, some of us need cold water. Some of us need warm water. Some of us need salty water. Some of us need lemon water. Some of us need mint water. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, it, it's, we're multidimensional. We need yeah. to start looking for a life that matches yeah. the the multidimensional beings that we are. I think people really underestimate how incredible, you know, we are and you know, and animals and everything, but just there's so much to us that that, you know, we just can't be held under labels and, and you know, things like that. I just ah, oh, I think it's it's beautiful. And I suppose what you're what you're talking about before about um you know negative programming and and um trauma if you don't mind we get into this kind of idea what is trauma what what are those you know we're, we're talking about negative programming and trauma and, and things that happen to us what does that actually mean i don't really like to pigeonhole trauma because i think there's so much um judgment in the world and kind of sizing ourselves up against each other and I often see people who have trauma if we all have trauma <laughs> so I see people deny their trauma yeah because it's like well I wasn't raped yeah well I you know I it was it was just you know my partner just cheated on me or you know my partner lied to me or um I was in any way kind of um lied to by or betrayed by someone like all of these things are betrayals are our trauma our parents lying to us about something when we we're a child is a trauma I mean I remember when I was little and my mom got pregnant I was like five okay and she I was like where do babies come from and she, I wasn't like old enough for that, like full conversation she felt. So it was like, you pray really hard. Yeah. Oh. And I stopped praying. I used to like do my little prayers before bed. <laughs> like, thank God for the day. Yeah. I stopped praying because I was afraid I was going to get pregnant. Oh, okay. So, you know, and like, it's, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's one of those things that like, there was a lapse in my connection to creator and I had built you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be based in any religion. It was just a connection to source, yeah. a connection to something greater than me. It was gratitude. I was doing my gratitude every single day and I stopped doing that. Okay. So when you, because I had fear. Yeah. So like that's a disconnect. And I've now disconnected myself essentially from myself, from my own gratitude. And people are like, oh, that's a cute story. But it, it's like, it's actually pretty so horrifying. Deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of little traumas that happen to us. And I hate to sit there and ever have somebody be like, my my experience wasn't traumatic enough. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 your experience is your experience. And all sorts of things 
create trauma in our lives. And I never want to minimize it because small little things that we don't think are, I mean, when I'm doing energy work with people, it's like, we'll go back in time and there'll be something that's so prominent. They're like in their forties or fifties, they're dealing with something that's a huge issue in their life. And we like pull on that thread and we come back to like ice cream when they were five. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I didn't realize that this situation, this conversation I had with my parents or this, you know, my sister got something that I didn't get, blah, 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 blah. It was so yeah, tiny, yeah. so minuscule. And we, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. So these tiny micro traumas will snowball if we do not address them, which yeah. is why I'm always like, we don't need to define trauma. If it upset you, it's a trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, you know, you're in a car crash or you got beat up by someone. It doesn't have to be something physical. It, it's actually, I mean, these these impressions that we get from our loved ones and from the world around us, they, they do create physical impressions on our brain and our, and our, our wiring and our electricity. Um, and I, I also, what I've found with my experience with trauma is, is you know, going to see a therapist and thinking, you know, I've only got issues with this one thing. Um, and turns out this thing that happened a long time ago, our brains have this, it's a survival instinct, but it's a way of making us forget about these things. Mm-hmm. So it just piles on all of these things. So you never have to think about it again because it was traumatic for you. Um, you yeah. know, it caused some sort of impact on you. And then it takes that kind of, it's still there and it still manifests its way out in other other ways so it's um it's it's really it's fascinating and interesting and scary and oh just it's all sorts of things <laughs> it's just creating more drama yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay so so following on from from understanding what trauma and the missing beliefs are how do they how do they affect us in our lives do they are they well, obviously not they're, good all the time but like so you know how nursery rhymes and fairy tales are used to teach us lessons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just a story okay and a limiting belief is just a story and trauma just creates a story and we can carry that story consciously or unconsciously right, so yeah we a story will carry that with us through our whole life and not really know why. So an example is when I was in first grade, my teacher would call my parents in to parent-teacher conferences and nobody really knows why she didn't like me, but she was like, she's always dropping her crayons. Her crayons are rolling off her desk and she twirls her hair. And my parents are telling you this story, (laughs) right? And it's like not a big deal, but it was something that I absorbed and it was a story. What I heard is existing my existence irritates people. So I started to, it started to create this hyper awareness that I had about the world around me and how I fit into it Yeah, and make, make sure I'm not too quiet or too loud or too pretty or too ugly or too skinny or too fat. Mm. So again, it is that snowball effect. It's this little tiny story that then has in some way reframed my life yeah yeah. and it's still I mean I'm 39 this happened when I was six yeah so 33 years later it's still there are moments when I catch myself 
And I'm, you know, I've worked in this in therapy and I've worked on this in energy healing, but there are still moments where it like, it comes back to this. And I'm just like, man, I was six. It's been 33 years. Like in it's time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so these things, but, but when you have knowledge of it and you've done that like excavation of self and you start to recognize the stories that you're carrying with you, it's so much easier to recognize when you're in story. Yeah. So I always say to people, pause, perceive, and play. Mm-hmm. So shit comes up, you got to pause. Yeah, yeah. What story am I telling? Yeah. And then you perceive, is it true? Yeah. Is it my story? Is it my parents' story? Is it society's story? Yeah. Like, is this true? And sometimes it is true. You know, like somebody triggers you and they're like, you're being a jerk. And you <laughs> are like, oh, pause. Am I being a jerk? Yeah. Sometimes you are. And sometimes yeah. it's somebody else's perception being put onto you. Yeah. So always perceive, is this mine? Mm-hmm. Is this a helpful story? Is this a story I need? Is this keeping me safe? Yeah. Do do I need it to keep me safe? Like, yeah. or is that just a perception? And then I always say play because it's just like, we're all dying. <laughs> we all have a terminal illness. It's called life. <laughs> And yeah. we're, none of us are getting Spoiler out of this alive. <laughs> yeah. So we might as well play as yeah. we do this. So you see people oftentimes when they're like, oh my God, they go into, you know, you, you, you see these people, you have these people in your life. Maybe you are this person. Um, that when you catch yourself doing something wrong, quote unquote, mm. or bad, quote unquote, not in alignment with what you want yeah. to be doing, you're not your highest and best self. We all have those days. Yeah. Um, we spiral into this crazy place of like, I'm no good. Yeah. You know, I'm a bad person or my personal favorite that I love to do is this fucking again. Like <laughs> again, <laughs> this again, how many years have I been working? Like this goes back to my first grade teacher. Yeah. Um, and just being like, Hey man, I'm doing the best I can every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's another day. Maybe I'll fuck up again. Maybe I'll be yeah. better. Like it's, I can only, choose to like die suffering or die playing yeah exactly and I'm really working on die and playing (laughs) (laughs) I I, yeah it's it's so relevant like it's I mean one of the massive um oh I remember when I was a and and you're telling your story about the crayons I remember being um a really young kid maybe like four or five actually and and having someone close to our family that like I saw something and I laughed like I laughed like a belly laugh kind of like a kid does and then she said to me keep quiet that's not how girls laugh and Mm -hmm. and from then on I was afraid to to be heard I was and then you know for various reasons I've always been an overweight kid and 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 into my life you know it's just I've always had an issue well I actually haven't had an issue with weight it's kind of other people's issues with weight really Um, (laughs) and it's it's like growing and then I get treated different and and all of us do we get treated different because of how we look or what we do and then we kind of absorb that too and and I found most of my life I was I was changing myself to fit into what other people wanted to be okay with wages if that makes sense and Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was like my my ass isn't actually hurting anyone it's doing its own thing it's being all around and and just you know getting work done 
and it's not impacting anyone's life in literally any way so why the fuck am I giving a, a shit about what anyone else is thinking about it and once I tweaked onto that I, I started to look at other areas of my life like you know me being loud me being seen and 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 those sorts of things it, it, it kind of just you know got rid of the shackles a little bit and I think most you know men as well but but primarily women because we uh we've been judged for eons it's over um, everything yeah for everything and we we take on these negative um and limiting narratives that we're not supposed to be loud seen heard um get more money do what we want to do actually you know follow mm-hmm. business whatever it's um yeah so it's it's so true what you're saying about these these traumas and they create these patterns and that we need to actually stop and identify what's happening to us if we've got that feeling that yucky feeling in our stomach about something just stop and identify what that is so coming to the idea of breakups and we, we all know you know from from what we're talking about here that breakups have a, a certain amount of trauma and, and um you know the awful feelings that can come from a breakup um and 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 talking about these limiting beliefs sometimes during a breakup we can feel a a whole lot of shame and often that we kind of deserve this mistreatment in a weird Mm. horrible it sounds horrible me even saying it but sometimes we actually feel like we deserve it and and yeah of course he was going to leave or she was going to leave because why would they stick around? Like, What's your thoughts on that? I think that those, I think if we try, we kind of grab hold of that thread and pull backwards on it, we'll find that pattern in our childhood mm. in the way that a parent treated us or the way that we saw their our parents' uh, relationship playing out or relationships around us yeah. playing out. Um, yeah, I think that it's really natural to, I mean, it's the same thing that you were just talking about with being a kid and other people's opinions about your weight. Um, we let our partner's opinions matter more than ours. Mm. And we forget that everybody is fucked up. (laughs) And sometimes our partner's are projecting onto us Hmm. you know i'm i'm breaking up with you because blah 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 but really other people's judgments and opinions say much more about of you say much more about themselves than they do about you and um yeah I, i do think that women in general have a narrative of um being the scapegoat, we're the dramatic ones, we're the emotional ones, we're the needy ones. <laughs> and I don't know, but I have dated some dramatic needy men in my life. <laughs> so it's, especially if there's like cheating involved, you know, why wasn't I enough? Why wasn't I enough for this person to stay? Why wasn't I enough? And it's like, the truth is it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Yeah, um, completely agree. Yeah, so I think I think there's a loss and there's a grieving process and it's very natural to feel, to have introspection. And I think introspection is very important. Um, I always round out my relationships with writing a list, what I loved about the person, um, 
what I didn't like about the person because it just helps me get clear on what I want next. Mm -hmm. So what I loved about the person, what I didn't love about the person, what I loved about myself when I was with that person and what I didn't like about myself when I was with that person. So I now I have a better picture of who I want in the future as a partner and who I want to be yeah. in the future as a partner. So I think that it's it's really important to have that, that introspection after a relationship, but not to, like to stay in the play zone, pause, perceive, and continue to play, yeah. not slide into depression that takes us down like a very long road to ice cream and <laughs> potato chips. Because yeah. um, that's not going to help anybody, nah. um, especially not us feel better because our gut essentially runs our brain. So if our gut is healthy, our brain is going to be healthy. But when we get depressed and we eat all of that shit, yeah. we literally have less ability to be happy. That's such a if our point. gut's yeah. not happy, we can't be happy. So yeah. you see, like, why do we have all this depression in the world? Well, look at what our food is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you don't have, <laughs> yeah. So, it, I yeah, it's natural. It's natural to to question yourself, and I encourage everybody to question yourself and to take responsibility for the pieces that are yours. But that perception is really important. Is this mine? Yeah. Is this true? And having, and having someone to speak to, whether it's a counselor or an energy person like me or a friend or family member and, and have that mirror, like someone who's going to be honest with you, not someone who's going to blow smoke up your ass. Like, Hey, yeah. let me tell you about this situation. You know, like, was I a jerk? Was I inappropriate? Was I mean? Yeah. Was I an uncaring partner? And, you know, I've definitely done this with, with, um, friends like, gone up to a male friend and been like, Hey, this, this situation happened. He was triggered. How could I have reacted differently from a male's perspective yeah. from a, like, from like my, my, um, last partner was a father. Okay. So I, you know, I was like, talk, like we had a little bit of a bicker over this argument about cookies with the kids. Mm -hmm. How could I have done this differently? And you know, and then I got like a different perspective and it was like, Oh, okay. So I was a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> Good to know. And you know, it, it helps you grow as a human being. But yeah, it's always about that, that it's questioning. Don't blanket, take everything on. I, I mean, bringing up another example that just from my experience, it's, and, and this is actually the reason I started on your breakup is when we, you know, I was with the person I thought I would be with for the rest of my life. And, um, they during the the breakup you know gave me the the whole abcs of everything that that he perceived was wrong with me and and why you know he's out now and i you know at the time i really took that to heart i didn't realize how much of an abusive relationship it was until long after but when i in my mind at that time i thought if the person that i love the most in that way doesn't see any value in me then there mustn't be any so i i found myself at a, at a train station i saw the oncoming express train and i thought i'm just in so much grief and pain that and physical pain that i just need to take a step forward and i never have to think about that again and it just it it's it shows the the depth that this kind of um taking everything on yourself and and just 
um, not recognizing that a relationship is, is two people or, or three or whatever but it's for the most part it's two people and and there's there's equal parts in this and it's yeah you may stuff up on some aspects but it, the, the breakdown of relationship is never just because of one person so it's no. it's about you know just just like you say just pause always pause and 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 just try and identify what's going on first and and yeah i mean there's so much that goes on especially with with breakups i find having worked in that specifically that the during that actual act of breaking up and that moment not everyone is always a hundred percent truthful about why things are happening or um you know their genuine feelings sometimes it's just about wanting to separate and they'll do that any way they can so it's it's really what my point here is just don't take on everything 100 that's coming on at that time it's not no it's not the full picture so no yeah. not at all yeah and i would say on the flip side of that if you're the person that is looking at your partner and being like I hate everything about you. <laughs> this irritates me, this irritates me, this irritates me, this irritates me, which yeah. I have been that person yeah. uh, more than once. Good Lord. I would have to say, take a step back and ask yourself why you're choosing to be with somebody mm. like that. Mm. Um, because that's a that's abusive when you're sitting there and saying those things, whether you're saying it to their face or you're just thinking it in your head. It's like, why are you beating this person up for be not being the person you want them to be? Yeah just leave yeah just go find the person you want to be with like what <laughs> so you have to look at yourself and go well why am i choosing to stay in this relationship where i'm not being a good per i'm not being nice yeah i'm getting irritated at everything they do i need to step back and say enough is enough you're perfect as you are you're just not perfect for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have such a hard time saying those things to people. And that's really what a breakup should always be. Like, hey, you're rad. You're just not for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and I, that, I should, find, that should be what how it ends, always. Exactly. <laughs> and I find that the, the most clusterfuck breakups come from not having the right communication tools. It's just about tools. No one is, I 100% believe that no one is bad. It's just all this frustration builds and we don't have the right, we don't know how to express that in a way that doesn't, you know, completely destroy the other person, but we just need to get out. So throw all this stuff, it's, it, but it's more just about acknowledge your feelings. Don't be afraid to look at it and don't be ashamed that you think, actually, I don't really like this person anymore. And oh, I know I said that I'll be with them forever, but you know, I, I, it, you know, there's a whole lot of pre-work that needs to go into a good breakup, but it's, it's time we start looking at those things rather than just thinking one or bad, the other is, is bad and, and just, you know, move on. Yeah. It's, um, oh God, I could talk about this forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Okay. Next. Okay. Um, Speaking of which, relationships, um, a lot of people will often say after a, a, a whole run of bad relationships or bad breakups or um, just, you know, people moving on or whatever, they might sort of say to themselves, maybe I'm just unlucky in love. Um, now, do you think this is a true or false statement? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's absolutely false. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just limiting belief. Yeah. And we we speak things into existence. Yeah. So I heard, oh man, it was such, it was in a podcast somewhere I was listening to, and it was such a beautiful explanation of the getting in our own ways. Yeah. That when we say things, we often put curses on ourselves. So we say things, um, you know, like there's no good men out there, there's no good women out there, mm. and we are telling the universe that that's our belief, and yeah. the universe is going to be like, okay, well that's what I'm going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. So there is exactly. that idea of like speaking positive things. And um, I think that there's a real fine line between like complaining and feeling. Yeah. You know, like there's this constant, you you know the friend who's always complaining. and But the, the, I never want to deny anybody their feelings. I think it's important to feel all the feelings. Yeah. And, but watching the way we say things. So instead of like, there's no good men out there being, you know, like I'm, I'm feeling really exhausted from my experience of dating. What I want in a partner is X, Y, Z. I am seeking out somebody X, Y, Z. And that's the great thing about making those lists. Because if you feel like you're unlucky in love, I guarantee you, if you had made lists, if you could go back, like sit down on all of your partners, pull all of your partners up in your brain and then go, what are the things I hate about all of them? Yeah. They're going to be really similar. And it's like, no, you just keep dating the same damn person. <laughs> or what? like I've noticed, yeah. I've been noticing as I have been doing all of my like excavation work on myself that each of my partners, it's almost like I'm working through my childhood trauma with like, oh, that was a chunk of my dad. And then that was a different chunk of my dad. And that was a different chunk of my dad. And that was a chunk of my mom. And that was a different chunk of my mom. And, yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, as I work through my stuff, but recognizing that if you're constantly doing the work to excavate those pieces of you that are holding you back in life, mm. that you're not gonna have to keep doing it through relationship. Yeah. You're gonna be able just to do it through your therapy or your energy work or your journaling or your art or your dance or whatever it is that you choose to do to help heal yourself. Yeah. As long as you are moving that stuff through your system, you're not gonna to have to play it out. Cause if you, are ignoring, yeah. Cause if you are Cause if you are ignoring things and you're just like, la, 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> that shit will show up. Yeah. It will show up for it to be healed because everything wants to be healed. We are not meant to suffer through life. We are meant to have these amazing, beautiful, magnificent, magical lives. Yeah. And it's the, it's us putting our fingers in our ears and just saying, I can't hear you over and over and over um, that makes that shit really come forward. Yeah. So when something keeps coming up, like that's what I think people are like, so what, what would I do in energy session? And I'm like, I don't know what's a pattern that keeps, what is it, what is it that comes up where you're just like this again? Mm, mm. <laughs> that's what we need to work on. That's what you're being shown you need to heal. Yeah. And if you don't heal it, it's going to keep coming up and it's going to come right. up in your work relationships, your family relationships, your friendship relationships, and your love relationships. That's right. I, I think you completely, I completely agree. And, and I think with that particular statement that, you know, what was it? I'm, I'm just meant to have, um, to check what it is actually maybe i'm just unlucky with love and it's there's so many aspects of that statement it, it involves you know for the most part people are like oh i don't really read horoscopes no i'm not you know into that sort of 
whatever mumbo jumbo but god damn it will they pull on it when they're when they're thinking of why things broke up you know i thought he was my soulmate i thought he was but we com- were compatible like he was a high seas and i was a such and such like it just all of these things and and i think a really important thing for people to understand is it's it's not just a divine sort of like yes soulmates i believe in that but that's not all it is you you're in a world of what roughly eight billion people and you've only met like a handful of them and and just because it's a total numbers game is there there are people out there who will match exactly what you need and maybe you know those those poor relationships are what you needed at the time and it's not about you know the the end uh having your your one prince charming or princess charming for the rest of your life um i suppose my my whole point with all of this is you have so much more control over this pathway than than people realize you have the opportunity to choose who you would like to be with and to to like you're saying understand what are the fears that are coming up that i i suppose you just really need to look at yourself and what you're actually seeking what you're worried about and while it might sound a little bit weird talking about you know bringing in in relationships bringing in the idea of mum and dad and and all of that it's 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 not a it's not a weird thing it's a those are your examples in life and that's who you grew up with and that's how you're built so yeah understand it and and start to work with what you've got rather than trying yeah. to pretend things aren't, aren't the way they are yeah I'm yeah your your family is your textbook yeah yeah. for your whole life and and we all have been in school and we know that our textbooks are not complete there's plenty of things that are left out of the textbooks there's plenty of things that are bent in the textbooks yeah so you have to start reading through that and say what is missing what do i need to bring in and what do i need to let go of yeah add your little zhuzh in there for your own you know yeah and when you when you hear somebody say I'm so unlucky in love. Does that sound like an empowered person? Mm. That sounds like I want to blame somebody else. Yes. I want to blame something else. I'm not taking responsibility for my choices. Yeah. Which when you're hurting, it's hard. I'm not even going to pretend that it's easy to sit there and excavate your soul when <laughs> you are suffering. But it's 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 kind of like ripping the band-aid off. It's much easier, like when you are suffering, your your shit is so close to the surface. Yeah. You don't have to dig far to get to it. No. You know, it's kind of like when you have a chore that you need to do and you put it off and you put it off and you, it's like three weeks late and then you finally do it, it takes you five minutes and you're like, that was so easy. That's exactly like that feeling. You're like, I don't want to dig responsibility for my Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's too hard. It's like in that moment, <laughs> it's so close. If you could just take a deep breath, put your big girl panties on for a second and do the work, <laughs> it would be done so fast and you'd be healed and done and you'd be on to your next thing. Yeah. Instead, if you sit in that, like, I don't want to do it. I'm just unlucky in love. Like, you're just going to sit in that for weeks and you're going to lose yeah. weeks, months, years out of your life because you, you, you're so close. You could reach in and touch it, but it's just, it's going to hurt. But it, honestly, it can't hurt any worse than you already hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a, I, I suppose one of the things I used to do with that or still do now if I'm feeling like that is is give myself a 
very short time frame to just feel it, feel everything, get just indulge yourself in all of those. Um, I don't want to call it self pitying, like that's what it is. But it, it, sometimes you need that. You just need to. It's a temper tantrum. It it's a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah. Just have it. a temper get, tantrum. Get all the the feelings out. <laughs> just, just like yes, this is shitty, and why should I have to go through this fucking shit again? But it's it's like just feel it right but give yeah. yourself a time limit on it because mm-hmm. then you start we are all we are all empowered independent smart intelligent women we know that that's not the way it's going to get fixed we know that at some point we need to just okay we need to understand this we need to fix it and we need to move on and and yeah. some you know it doesn't always have to be and involve yourself in every triggering thing you know sometimes it's just start with something small and work on that and the next bit and the next bit everything can be done in stages yeah yeah would you agree yeah yeah absolutely so i have a program called 30 days to mindfulness and it's a free program and it's ah, just awesome. like a little the little tiny soul exca- excavation and it's little things every single day like which way do you like to put the toilet paper and why so it's getting to know yourself in like unique little ways. Like, I do I put the ketchup that. in? Do I put the ketchup in the fridge because I liked it cold, or because that's yeah. where my family has always put it? Yeah. So all these little things to question. Like, notice when you say yes and you mean no. Notice when you say no and you mean yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think like when you get into like day twenty something, there's a temper tantrum day. <laughs> so we do is like we do all this little work and the yeah. idea is to rile up our inner child yeah. who didn't get enough hugs who didn't get enough ice cream you know whatever yeah. it is and let them loose yeah you know so it's a, it's, a, it's like i'm like write it out go into the forest tell everybody in your house you're gonna be in the basement for 20 minutes throw in a little hissy fit like throw yeah. a temper tantrum i want you to physically get into it yes. move that shit through your body. <laughs> yeah pick, pick your spot that you feel safe to do that and just go for it because i mean yeah. that's such a weird concept for an uh, uncomfortable concept i suppose for a lot of people is to actually um tap into their true feelings and true desires and true self because you know with all of our limiting beliefs and, and negative narratives and all that kind of thing you know we're taught not to that you're not supposed to focus on yourself you're not supposed to focus on what you want whereas that's actually the solution here you need to be able oh, yeah. to do that and i love mm-hmm. that that's that sounds like such a cool um uh challenge to and and nice safe way to get into it too like just the small little things that help build that muscle up and, and help strengthen it yeah. i love that that's cool okay We've, we've talked a bit about this, but how, like in terms of the big picture, how do we stop those limiting beliefs and, and negative thought patterns in our lives? What can, what are we supposed to do with that? The biggest thing you can do is just notice them. So that's where the pause, uh, perceive and play come into, okay. into the picture. So it is like just noticing when you're triggered and, and pausing. And that pause even if you just get the first P, you just get the pause. Like it's so huge because yeah. we have a tendency to, um, God, it's almost like a game of like ping pong, you know, like the ball comes to you, you just hit it backwards. And it's kind of like, no, I want you <laughs> to slow time down. You know, um, it's not about just knocking things back and forth across this ping pong table of life. Mm. So it really is 
all about pausing yes, and, and checking in with yourself. And that's the thing that about the 30 days to mindfulness, they're just little things and it's not to be taken super seriously. It's a free freaking program, guys. It's not a big deal. You didn't pay thousands of dollars for yeah. it. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's there because I want people to pause. I want them to question why they keep the ketchup in the fridge. Mm. Why? Do you like it that way? Or, you know, these are the things that we just take for granted and we don't think about in life. And it's just like, I don't know. I just do it because that's the way I was taught to do it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but is that the way you want to do it? Yeah. You don't have, you have choice. Yeah. And you can choose something different. And if you choose something different and you're like, nah, I like it better the other way. You know what? You also have choice to go back to the way you were doing it before. <laughs> like, nothing it's is not permanent. that serious. Yeah. No, nothing is permanent. Nothing is that serious. Just freaking chill and try things out and yeah. stop being so afraid of failing because yeah. Failing teaches you so much about yourself, about the world around you, about the people you want in your life. Like, man, the times that I have failed, I've really learned who my friends are, mm, mm. you know? And it's all like, man, I don't need those folks because they are nothing but toxic poison. Yeah. And like, wow, this person really showed up. I want to vibrate with this person. I want to put my energy over here, surround myself with these people, not these people, because these people are on it, are not here to help raise me up and that's what you want you want a community of people to raise you up we want to stop living in this world of scarcity where we don't want to see our friends succeed like I want all the people around me to be succeeding I want us all to be just like kicking ass and taking names there's enough for everybody yeah yeah so the pause is super important just pausing every single day and asking yourself why am I doing this Mm. Yeah, it's such a. Why am I telling this story? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. It's such a strong part of of rebuilding. I mean, loss of identity is another issue post breakup, Mm. and that that pausing, that that figuring out why something is happening to me or why I feel a certain way, it's all part of building that identity and and rebuilding that purpose again. And and it hundred percent works with with being able to heal yourself faster really does um so what were the three p's again it was pause pause perceive and play pause perceive and play i love that the last one's play too because it's we do we all need to just just chill out a little bit more (laughs) and just actually enjoy life rather than you know doing the things for everyone else and yeah it's uh, i love that i love that yeah is that all you wanted to say on that one yeah well I would say an example of like, because there's times that I forget to play and I recently got stuck okay. and I was like, I got, I lost a lot of money. I got screwed on a car sale. Like I bought my first car at the age of 39. I bought Woo-hoo! my first car <laughs> and I thought I got a deal on it. And I thought all the stars aligned and it turns out that it was a lemon and I was ah. going to be out $4,000. And after COVID, oh. like I was, you know, I was just like building back up. Yeah. And so it was like a big hit. And then to have to buy another car on top of that. Oh, nice. Um, and I got, I went really, I, I went down, you know, I, I handled it really well. I didn't get mad. I didn't freak out, but there was this piece of me that was like, why, why did this happen to me? Like, mm. 
I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing all this healing work. Like, why is bad shit sometimes happening to me? Yeah. Um, and I was so upset. It stuck around that idea that I couldn't, I couldn't play. Hmm. And I couldn't really work on myself and heal. Like I just, I felt so stuck. And what I decided to do was I was just, I'm just gonna write all the shit that was going on in my brain down. So I made a list of all of the possible beliefs that yeah. I could be having. You know, so like, this is your perceived thought, like a perceived example. This was, this was, a, this is an example of like pause, perceive. I can't play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was, and that's not always going to happen, but like, it's important to get it out of you. Yeah. So, and to see it on paper. So it was like a list of, and like, I'm unlucky was on there. Mm. So it's, it's getting the shit out of your head and onto paper so you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can go, is this true? And then you can go back and perceive it. But like, I was so overwhelmed. Like it, I was so overwhelmed. I was just like, man, I'm doing all this work on myself. I just spent all this money on like doing a bunch of energy, um, energy clearing workshops. Like I'd done so much work on myself, like all of April, nobody was in my house. And I just every day worked on myself, just freaking ex. There was like skeleton. I was just like, where's everything? I get all the skeletons out of the closet. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that like May 1st, I just got totally like screwed hardcore. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? And so it was like, I couldn't play. I was so stuck and everything felt overwhelming. So it was just a matter of like, I know that I can't even go in and dig on this stuff and heal this stuff right now, but I know that I'm in it. Yeah. So now is the best time for me to write it down. Yeah. Yes. So that, you, you know, like, so that I can come back to it so it doesn't keep happening. I'm too overwhelmed to do anything about it right now, but I can write down how I feel. It's a perfect it time was like, to like, look at it and, and yeah, see how it, it feels, like, what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I feel unlucky. Um, men always deceive me because it was a dude that sold the car to me. Yeah, um, okay. Clearly knew something was wrong with it. You know, um, just there was stuff that came up of like, I'm unworthy. Like, I'll never have cars that work. Just so okay. many, like stuff that didn't even have to do with the car. I was feeling it. Yeah. And I just wrote it all down. And then it was like four or five days later where I finally was like, okay, I'm going to come back to this. And I, you know, and then I go through everything and I muscle test to see which beliefs are, are coming up true in my field. Mm. And then it's like, I sit down and I go, then I do the whole energy clearing thing where it's like, sit down and try to figure that out. And I do that also be like when, cause a lot of times it's like shit's happening and you can't just like call up your energy worker. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I get help right now? Like shit's going down <laughs> right now. I need help. Like, yo, there's a wait list. Like, hang yeah. on a second. <laughs> so for me, it's also important that I make sure I get all of that stuff down because, and Glennon Doyle talks about this because she has like um, ups and downs. So she deals with depression and anxiety. Okay. So she's like, I need, I write letters to myself when I'm happy and I write letters to myself when I'm sad. And when I'm sad, when I'm down, I can read those happy letters and remember tomorrow's a different day and I can be up. Yeah. And when I'm having a shit day and I want to kill myself and I can't yeah. get into my therapist for five days, <laughs> then I have that box of shit yeah. that I can take into my therapist. I happen to be up on that yeah. day I see my therapist, but now I can take my, my little coffin of emotions and say, this is what I was feeling. Yeah. 
So I know that that's super helpful for me. I'm always making notes. I'm making notes just like when I'm listening to myself, I write, oh, that's an interesting belief. I'll write that down. Yeah. And then when I see my teacher, when I see my healer, then we go into that, like, this is a belief that I uncovered, you know, while I was in my car six weeks ago. (laughs) And I tell all of my clients, I'm like, write that shit down. Write the things that come up randomly, like put it in the notes section of your phone. If you're feeling depressed, write all that shit out. What are you feeling? Because when we actually get to talk, you might not be feeling that way anymore, but those beliefs are still there. And they were such, such a gift. So appreciate those down moments. It's like taking a snapshot of something when it's there so you can talk to people about it later. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a gift. So I always tell people like, no, 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 no. Welcome your anxiety. Yeah. Welcome your depression. Hug that shit. Yeah. You know, like romance it. Get the wine out. Light some candles. (laughs) Get to know that darkness. Get to know that whatever it is that plagues you. Yeah. So that, because when you know it, Mm. you can heal it. You can fix it. It's like you, I don't know anything about engines. You can't, if my car breaks, I can't go and fix my engine. But if I study it, yeah, I can learn. I, you know, I will eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things that like, if you start to really know yourself, yeah, then it's like, okay, I'm just having a moment right now. This is a story that's connected to ice cream when I was five. Yeah. This is connected to hair twirling when I was five, you know, and then it, and then it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And yeah. yeah, so it's like working with people with addiction. I always say, you can't avoid it. You have to, if this is a monster under your bed and we're all addicted to something. Yeah. Every single person hearing my voice right now, even if you don't want to hear it, you addicted to something, boo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> something, 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 something. I don't know what it is, but y'all yeah. addicted to something. <laughs> so find that something. Pull it out from under the bed, stop ignoring it, and ask it questions, befriend Mm. it, get to know it, mull it around. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? Yeah. Write that shit down, get clear on it, and then, man, when you go into do that healing work, it's so fast. So fast. And so easy. And so joyful. And then, you you know, you you really do meet those moments of anxiety and depression or whatever it is that you're going through. You meet them and you welcome them because they're gifts. They are divine moments sent here to help you heal. They're not just you being punished for something. That's (laughs) (laughs) And it, you know, I suppose jumping or connecting back to what we were saying earlier at the the top of the episode about, you know, your your body expresses a language and that in in doing that and and identifying the, the emotions and the feelings that you know that's part of that language your your body is telling you a story and and it's like in those especially in those quiet times it's starting to tell you okay now we've got some space here's where I'll start telling you about what needs to be addressed and so you know you you start to become your your own um interpreter of of you get to understand that language so it's it's not a wasted time you know sitting there and and just in your feelings and and listening and and and, you know feeling sad you're you're actually doing something during you're progressing you're you're learning growing your understanding yeah and yeah yeah i love that i love that um so with someone listening to us today what is the I mean, we've we talked a lot about 
um, to, to perceive, to pause, to perceive, um, to, and, and a lot of long-term things. What are some short-term like stuff that they can do right now after getting off this episode, they go in and think, okay, I really want to start addressing things that are, keep popping up in my life. Maybe it's my love life, maybe it's my body, whatever. Um, what can they do today? Write it down or record whatever those negative thought patterns are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really cool to record yourself and hear your internal monologue outside of your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if it get outside, move. Okay. Because moving will start to open up and unlock things. So if it feels like I can't even think, I can't even feel, it's like you gotta move. Yeah. I think everybody should have a swing set in their backyard or in their house. Like yeah. I'm, I'm an aerial dancer, so I have a swing oh, wow. in my house. Yeah. Um, you can't be unhappy on a swing. Yeah. Like you just can't. Or yeah. like those mini rebounding trampolines that you find in like little gyms and stuff. <laughs> like those are. And anybody with a child, get yourself one of those rebounding trampolines. Because okay. Yeah. It's just. It's like, just go get on that trampoline, kid. Work off some of that energy. But again, it's like you can't really be that unhappy if you're bouncing up and down on the little trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are the two biggest things that I always tell clients to have with them because it brings out the child in us. Yeah. And really, any time that you are struggling, it is 100% a younger aspect of you that is asking for attention. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, like it might be your 15-year-old self or your 10-year-old self, your 12-year-old self, your 7-year-old self, it is a younger aspect of yourself. Yeah. So giving them something else to do mm. so that you can talk to them. Because if anybody has ever dealt with a child who is having an emotional breakdown, you cannot reason with that. No. No. And it is. It's a <laughs> child inside of us. Yeah. So yeah. you can't reason with it. So, you know, that's why I say, like, write it out. You can't write it out because you're so, like, you know, when kids sometimes get so upset that they're not even breathing. It's just like the silent, ah! like no sound comes out. They're not breathing. You're like, oh my God, you're turning blue. <laughs> You've got to distract them, you know, like throw something at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wind them with a water balloon, something. So yeah, it, those moments of distraction, it is. It's like go outside, run around the house, get on a trampoline, get on a swing, do something you would do for a child. And yeah. oftentimes what I'll also tell clients is, when you're talking to your kids about things, when you're taking them on adventures, imagine having an invisible twin yeah. with them. That, and that's you yeah. at whatever age your child is. So yeah. you're actually reparenting yourself as you're parenting your child. That's fantastic. Yeah. Because we, you know, we, we are, we want, everybody goes, man, I just sounded like my mom. I sounded like <laughs> my dad. Like, whoo. <laughs> And it's, you know, we are tell it's the same story. We are in the story. So it's like, no, I have a choice. I can pause. Mm. I can perceive what this story is. Is this a valuable story that was passed down to me? And do I want to pass it down to my child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a choice. This is, yeah. I can choose something different. And and I love that idea of reparenting yourself as you're raising a, a child. Because we all, nobody got enough hugs. Your kids aren't getting enough hugs. There's not enough hugs you could give them for them not to be messed up. Everybody's yeah. going to be messed up. It's like part of life. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Just love them and play. And yeah. do the best you can. <laughs> I, I really love that. Like it's an actual 
physical thing you can do to to help break that cycle of shame and i i know we've spoken before um on the subject and and it's i remember you talking about a particular idea of, of us passing down the genes of of our experience to our offspring and and that you know this has happened so many times in, in history can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah, so it's not just like some woo-woo mumbo-jumbo, this whole trauma thing. Because yeah. um, trauma is such a hip word these days. <laughs> um, but I love it. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about trauma. Yeah. Um, it is something that scientists are now seeing that when we go through a traumatic experience, it shifts our DNA. And that anxiety, depression, all of those things move down into our offspring. You can actually see a genetic shift, a marker shifts, and it moves into the next generation. So, you know, children of the Holocaust, you know, from there, like that's being passed down through the the generations. Um, African-Americans, this is being passed through the generations. So there is generational trauma that, that needs, they may never have experienced that, but there's an anxiety that is coursing, literally coursing through their veins that's different from somebody else who had a different experience. Um, And you see this, like you you didn't have the experience, but your parents had the experience and now you're in therapy talking about it. Like Mm. they started to see these connections and they're going now in and looking at the body and saying, okay, this is literally changing people's DNA. We can, and if we can shift DNA in a negative, quote unquote, negative manner, we can shift it back. Yeah. into a positive manner. So yes. that's a lot of what the energy work that I do is it's pulling these anxiety things out of people's nervous systems mm, mm. and then reprogramming new things in, teaching people that they can have these things. And then I love to give everyday solid, tangible, you know, non-woo-woo, real world yeah, things yeah, yeah. like you know, when you catch yourself doing that, you stop, remember you have a choice. You can make different choices or, you know, little um, exercises to do every day to remind yourself yeah. that you are loved and that you have these choices and speaking in positive manners. And when you catch yourself saying something negative, do this all the time, yeah. just stop and go cancel, delete. Yeah. <laughs> cancel, delete. <laughs> and then re- reword it. Yeah. Again, you have so much more control over this. This is, yeah, it's all you know, woo woo and, and whatever. But it's it's around for a reason. There is there is actual, you know, physical basis with all of this this theory. And 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 this is the work that you're doing that we're all doing. It's it's just, yeah, I love that we have the ability to change our trajectory. We can cho- we can choose what we want mm-hmm. in our lives, contrary to what we've been told our whole lives that we're supposed to do things a certain way we don't have to anymore and I love that the world is changing toward that narrative now as well um and yeah. and yeah especially for us and, and so kudos to you and, and the work that you're doing I, I just absolutely love it and and oh, yeah, me you know, too it's so fun <laughs> <laughs> this is something I just yeah I, it's a deep passion of mine and it's so cool to actually you know talk to someone and share um with someone who who believes that kind of lifestyle too um but yeah I I think yeah, I think listeners will be able to actually understand at a high level 
why things are happening the way that they are can start to identify those those things in their lives that we've, we've talked about and actually you know, can recognize okay maybe there's some things I can change here and, and how they can actually do it more importantly how um, now I just want to wrap up by talking uh, about how just to go over again how people can get access to your 30-day challenge because I think that'll be such a great place to start for, for people. How, yeah, how so they, they can go right under my website and get it off the resources page. Okay. So there is, um, there's my offerings and you click on offerings and it drops down into Ayurveda, body work, energy work and resources. And resources has a bunch of interesting things in there. It's kind of like where I put all of my like, mental chatter um, so so there is um the 30 days is on there there's a link to my book which is called the conscious alcoholic and it is a holistic approach to drinking because <laughs> awesome. if you're good if you're gonna poison yourself you might as well do it in the best possible way um and there's stuff to my youtube channel on there there's things that i find interesting from other people on there so there's lots of cool stuff that you wow can check so there's out. like a whole treasure trove i'm gonna um put the link to to that challenge in there um below the episode so that people can go straight there have a look have a look around the uh the, the vault there and, and check you out I, i've just enjoyed our talk so much i absolutely love whenever we get to chat and um and i i always find that i'm i'm rummaging off in, in the trying to find books and things that you've talked about with me I just, I just <laughs> find it so and you're such a relaxed and you know knowledgeable person you just and completely chill I just really love it and um I just want to thank you again for, for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and um and for the work that you do I think it's just absolutely brilliant and we can't wait to have you back on the show again um once again thank you to the alchemist of the soul Sahara Lee and um and we look forward to seeing you again Thanks for having me. (laughs) So there you have it, folks. One more piece to the puzzle and one massive step towards understanding your breakup journey and hacking the hell out of it. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, if you want to hear, see and do more to gain clarity and confidence, check out the new Hero app available for free download today. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode.